Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Remember when those characters were in Mashal, Kevin, and that was the plot? Yeah. I didn't, until now. I mean, Finn's still around. Yeah, no, lots of the characters are still around, but I don't remember that guy who like sponsored him. And was going yes. to, I forgot that guy. I forgot Dulo Captain guy. I'm pretty sure Dulo Captain leaves almost immediately. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he actually gets the boot. And then they just kind of forget about the guy who's sponsoring him and is holding his gra- or his father, stepfather. Remember when they foster needed father? 10 points to Gryffindor and yes. that was the plot? Yes. But we'll get to that after Shonen Jump. What did you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? I thought it was mostly okay. I liked... A lot of the stuff at the top, the middle was a lot of meh. I got spoilers on next week's Jujutsu Kaisen, which sounds way better than this week's Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, but this, also, one, this one wasn't great. Well, well, I want to talk about that a lot, somewhat in light of the spoilers I have, though I'm not going to spoilers them. Sure. We'll start, though, with Kill Blue, page one. Let's go to school. What did you think of... <laughs> I, I saw your, yep. your gesture, Kevin. The thing I was struck by reading this is like, I was like, oh, I've seen all these things before. And I yep. was like... These aren't common things. I've just weird read a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we've got age regression, going back to school, assassins. I, I was like, oh, it's like a John Wick thing. Okay, well, Sakamoto's Days is doing that really well. But there's room for Spy X Family and Mission Yozakura, I guess. And I like this This character is older and looks older. So maybe that's an A. Oh, wait, he got, he got Detective Conan. Yep. <laughs> and I don't like his new look at all. And- no. And this is the replacement for high school family, although it is more serious. And I do kind of like the angle where he's like, oh, my God, I actually really enjoy learning. I actually really liked that, too, where he was like, I've been trained to be an assassin since I was like five. So uh, I never actually went to school. I was like, numbers can be negative. Yeah, I I did sort of like that. uh, Although part of me thinks the like the way he's portrayed as an assassin was like he's an independent operative. And the idea that, like, he doesn't understand some of this stuff, like, some of it makes a lot of sense. Like, the geography things, he was like, oh, was that what that thing was? I had no idea. Like, he was, like, really interested in, like, I've been there. I know what that looks like. Oh, that was a, you know, like, a burial chamber? That's cool. Was neat. But some of the number stuff, I was like, I mean, he has to know understand how this stuff works because it's not like he's the... Jet Li- well, no, I was thinking there's a Jet Li movie where they keep him as a pit fighter. I think yeah. it's Jet Li. I know uh, what movie he wears you're like a, about, he wears right? like a dog collar. That but they- I, all I can think of is the one, and that's yeah, not the and one that's you're not the one. About. But it's not like that where it's like we literally only train him to fight and let him out to fight, and he doesn't un- like really understand how to human correctly. I don't. Negative numbers to me are not such an intuitive concept that, that you need them. They are fair. useful. Yeah, it wasn't just the negative numbers, but it it just it made it sound like. Like I again, I got some of it, but I had that little hiccup of like, well, I mean, you had to have picked some of this stuff up because you're able to function in society well enough to blend in, you know, somehow. Like you're an independent operative. You're not some dude that they have like chained in the basement that they let loose to like go murder this guy. Also, is the title a Kill Bill reference? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, this, the manga is not very Kill Bill, but no. That was my fridge thought afterwards that I went back and wrote down the next day when I finished reading Shonen Jump. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about it? No. Nope. Next up, we have Tenmaku Cinema, scene two, starring Himiki Karaku. 
I like. I thought chapter two was a lot better than chapter one, mm-hmm. which is a rarity for Shonen Jump it's, series yes. and a good sign. Since, yes. like I said, I had lots of critiques of the first chapter, mm. but do like the premise. Yes. Having the heroine in here is good. I like the sort of very Japanese, like, oh, I can't take credit for writing this script. Yeah. But like also the fact that like he could be a very good director because of his experience watching movies. Yeah, like he he super enjoys movies, so he has an understanding of like obviously he'd have to learn a little bit, but like he has a bunch of the tools for it. And I really like how that whole sequence where he's like, no, 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 I, I can't do this. And then they sh- just start talking about movies and he like gets super into it. And then they're like, you know, they've been talking for like an hour and then he's like, oh, I've just been chatting with this girl that I like, I have a huge crush on for like an hour about <laughs> movies and she's super into them too. Uh, wh- what's going on? Yeah. Oh man, I have a movie friend. I've never <laughs> had a good movie friend before. All the other movie friends suck. Yes, and then I do like that the panel at the end where it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to be doing a movie with this chick, and the rest of the AV club is like, the fuck? Yeah. I think one guy's literally spitting ramen. Yeah. Like I said, I like this chapter a lot more than the yes. first one, which is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Next up, we promised it, Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 220, Self-Purification, Self-Restraint. Yeah, this had a lot of, of like... Even the author is like, okay, I kind of need to explain what's going on because d- nobody knows what's going on right now. But I don't think this chapter helped. Not it for didn't. me. W- when ranking it, I, there are a lot of stuff where like, you know what? What what's be- what's worse? Something I want to understand and don't, or something I don't care about and don't understand. Yes. Especially knowing what's going to happen next week, not to build it up too much. Like we're accelerating further. I feel like, and it's set up in this chapter. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Also, is the implication that Yuji ate the two brothers now? Are they literally inside him, or was that a metaphor? I think he I think he absorbed their cursed essence. I don't know that he literally ate their corpses, but I think he did absorb their cursed essence. So I think... He does have the thing, like, I'm willing to eat anything to get yeah. that Secunda. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I mean... I think that had happened earlier. I think he had absorbed some of their... Like, I, again, I don't think he literally ate them like he has Sakuna's fingers. But I think he absorbed some of their essence, and I think maybe that's why the elder brother was so keen on him, was yeah. that he felt his brother's essence in him. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I, I don't remember all of the specifics of <laughs> This Jujutsu chapter Kai- didn't help. It did not. Uh, that's what they should have called it. This one doesn't help. We're starting to set up the explanation, but the actual explanation doesn't hit until next week. And I'm going to guess the explanation doesn't hit next week and we just move on. Yeah, and also like res- the comedy guy looked like he was dead. I don't think he actually was, but there was like a flashback to him that seemed to imply he was dead in a weird I, way. I, I didn't like, read so, that he was I don't, dead. I don't literally think that happened. Yeah, yeah. That's just like the shorthand being used was like, oh yeah, that guy sacrificed it, himself. And it's like, what? I didn't read that he sacrificed himself. I read it as the only reason the... The one chick is alive is because he was there. Yeah, that like makes something sense. about his power caused her to not be instantly annihilated. Like you know that wouldn't be funny. Or hey, it'd be funny if she actually got back up later, kind of thing. Like that's what I read. But you're right. It was like as opposed to like you know oh thanks to that guy over there in the corner. They were like yeah thanks to that comedy guy as they're like you know having this hazy flashback. Like why is his panel like he's not here? Shouldn't he be here? Even if he ran off right away, that's yeah. not the implication it got either. It very much felt like, thanks, Jesus, for sacrificing yourself for this angel woman. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so I'm very glad we're on the same chap- yes. po- uh, page on this chapter. Yeah, is I I had I had trouble with this one because I was like, there's some interesting stuff in here, but I definitely had a lot of like, huh? <laughs> Next up, we have Sakimoto Days, Days 115, The Good Deed Collector. What did you think of Sakimoto Days this week, Kevin? I like Sakimoto Days. I've I, been I've been really liking it. So I felt very eh on it. It wasn't bad. Okay. It was just very beat, and like there wasn't anything super cool. I did like uh, what's her name? Like get down, Mister Presidenting. Yeah. The other guy that was pretty fun, but like that was the only thing that stood out to me in the chapter. Yeah, I did kind of like seeing a bit more into X and being like, I can't do it. I can't kill the his wife and child. Instead, I'm just gonna go kill him. And the guy like, what? There's no way that'll work. He was like, well, if I make it happen, you're, everything works out for you. Great, right? Like, I don't actually need to kill the wife and child. We're just, we were using that to get to him. See, I, I thought he was going to kill the guy who was the mission leader here because he was higher in line than the guy trying to get up. Not the actual chief here. That's what I thought he was saying. Because oh, he's like I, he's injured and like I thought I he was saying. Chance. I mean, maybe I thought he was saying like I'm we then the see chief. like a like a succession thing where you see the chief and then you see the the swordsman who is currently the chief mm-hmm. and then b- behind him you see the guy leading this mission. Okay. So I thought that was the implication. I, like maybe. we're gonna that have to get sense. rid of him eventually anyway. So mm-hmm. I can do that right now. Yeah, and I also like the fact that he's you know under duress of like you know we'll kill the orphan you know we'll kill the orphans like Jesus. Anything else you want to say on Sakamoto Days? Nope. Uh, next up, we have Undead Unluck number 156. You seem to be in trouble. Which, there was a lot of fridge logic stuff I had at the beginning of this chapter that came up as it went on. And mm-hmm. so I appreciated that. Of like, wait, it seems like hiding your weight is going to be bad. Because aren't they in a rocket where that's yeah. very important information? Yes. Yeah, I did like that. And again, like you said, I was like, that is very bad news. That, you know, because again... Like, most of the time, it's down to the kilogram that you're trying to track that shit, because it was like, well, we don't, you know, we want just enough thrust to make it there and not extra. Although, I wonder, like, this is semi-implied, I wonder if with Undecrease on board, they don't need any rocket fuel weight. That's possible. I, they they would probably need well, a Well, they bit. would need a little bit, yeah, yeah, but it wouldn't decrease, and, like, you need way less than you would for... And it's also possible that they were like, well, because Undecrease is on board, we don't need to bring a bunch of ammo, so we t- suddenly have a ton well, of extra weight. That's explicitly, yeah. I know, but I meant, like, we suddenly have a ton of extra cargo space with nothing to put in there, and there's no reason to overload the rocket, so we can just... All right, whatever, it's within parameters. Uh, did Gina seem a little out of character here to you? Sort of... I do wonder if they're trying to make her more like the original timeline one and like show development because it didn't seem terribly off to me. No, but it did seem like we missed a step. Yeah, I, I think that was them just kind of rushing it because it was like we're at this point and I want Gina to be frustrated that she's not part of the thing of like Fuko keeps throwing her into these things and I need to be there to protect her. Like I am the person with unchange. I don't want my friends to die. Yeah, it didn't really affect this chapter at all, but reading this, I, I was thinking about this with Sakamoto days as well, how long this flashback is going, but it doesn't feel like the typical Odai thing because Sakamoto is the subject of the flashback, Yeah, and I like the supporting cast he had back then. Yes. But it's been a while since we've seen Shin, who is kind of the second most important character. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just noticing how long it's been since we saw Andy and Undead and Unluck, but like there were so many long stretches without Fuko that I'm actually kind of really appreciating it. Yeah, I think but this is the first time I noticed it. That's fair. I think I'm hoping that we'll, you know, kind of quickly meet up with Andy. Not not, you know, next week or anything, but like after this arc. Yeah, after this arc and it'll like he'll have an impact rather than just like, "Hey, I'm here, guys." 
And now, now I'm here. Yeah, like I'm hoping it'll like you know he'll he'll show up and do something and be like, ah, oh, Andy, you're back, awesome. <laughs> Next up, we have Blue Box number ninety-seven. Are you having problems? What did you think of Blue Box, Captain? I really like Blue Box this week. I've been really liking this whole Christmas thing. Really, because like this is one of the first chapters of Blue Box in a while that I was like, eh, that was fine. Really, like, it really feels like a wild Yumika just appears to have this conversation with him, as I opposed mean, to like seeking him out or him going back to the dentist i felt like she was kind of seeking him out though i don't know it just felt very like convenient and random to me i mean sort of but they sort of live near one another so it's not super ridiculous and i kind of felt like she was looking for him i was like hey i really wanted to thank you for helping me make up with chie or chio and you know like i mean but you know like it makes sense you are a boyfriend like no i'm not and her just the having the uh, fucking seriously, bro. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hate the chapter or anything. I just okay. thought it was not usual blue box quality, if I'm being honest. Okay. I really liked it. Next up, we have Akanis Banishi Story 58, Framework of the Art. Or for some reason, if you're me and you typed it, Framework of the Fry. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying, like, how, what? I know it's not that. How, how did this happen? Anyway, I really like this chapter of Akana Banishi mm-hmm. in contrast to Blue Box. All the expected characters advance. Yep. But I do like the bits where like, yeah, you, you, you went on without playing your ace, though. And I also love at the end where her senpai is like, well, anyway, here's the elemental wheel of Rakugo. Yep. Here are the three starter Rakugo you can choose from. Which one would you like? Yes, I do like that as well. And I, I liked that he was like, all right, here's the one that I think will win the like would be the best for winning the tournament. Here's the one I think would be the best fit for you. And here's the one that your dad did. <laughs> And you just like pick, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I really like that too. And it's a good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And also, we get a bunch of stuff from the voice actress's point of view. And I yeah. really enjoyed that as well. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on account of Banishi? Nope. Next up, we have Elusive Samurai Chapter 106, Father and Child 1335, which was also kind of intense. Yeah, very I, intense. I wonder if the priest dies. Only only a history book could teach me, and I can't. I, I can't access cannot one be, of those. Yeah, I was like, can't cannot be bothered to look up Wikipedia articles. No, literally incapable. <laughs> not, it's not that I can't bother. It's that it's not possible. <laughs> but yeah, I you know I like the turn of the subordinate going against them, and just like most of the army running away. Yeah, I didn't like the like literal mind control effect it seems to have, but I do kind of like the idea of like in history it was like clearly the other force was going to lose, and then they just suddenly surrendered. Yep. to him, and I like this like supernatural explanation for that. Yeah, but it also seems like very random. Yeah, and then uh, I do like the the stuff with the the priest being you know like all right, well I'm gonna go fix my mistake, and the young lord being like you're ser- you're serving me right? No, I order you not to go out and die. And I'm just being like, well, I guess I'm not your servant anymore. I'm going to go out and die now. Yeah, I resigned from your service. Cl- classic stuff. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, we have Mission Yuzakura Family, Mission 174, Teyo Academy. What did you think of Mission Yuzakura, Kevin? I liked it. I liked them coming to the school, and I kind of like the fact that, all right, so we introduced the elder brother here. That uh, seemed really random to me because we already had him kind of in the background, and like of all the mission or all the Yuzakura family seemed like the least likely one to just be principal. Sort of, but I kind of understand it because he was like literally not allowed to be with Mitsumi. So he's like, "Well, 
I guess I'll go over here and do like I I expect it was the the head of the spy association was like, listen, I'm sick and tired of your fucking whining. Go do something. <laughs> go be a principal. <laughs> no um, one cares about academia. <laughs> but no, I just like that. You know, it's like, all right, here's one Yozakura sibling, not here's all of the Yozakura siblings. Here, you know, like so. Hopefully, they'll kind of trickle in, and we'll get a little bit more. Hey, I'm your uncle. Hey, I'm your aunt, and not just like here's the rest of your. You know, here's the rest of the family. Anything else you want to say about it? Nope. That'll take us into jump card then. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just what we talk about every week. 18 series to talk about this week. So what do you have at number 18, Kevin? That's why I have Cypher Academy. I, I just, I can't even actually read through it. I just like my eyes start glazing over and I'm like, I'm not retaining any of the information. I don't care anymore. I have me and Rebecca at 18. That's totally fair. It's it's super me and Rebecca this week. Yep. It's my number 17. Uh, it was just the fact that I was able to at least read me and Robico. Um, I didn't like it, but I at least, you know, like read it. I have Black Clover at 17. Also uh, no, there's some guys that are really good at slashing. One of them is Yami, who I think I care about, but I'm not <laughs> sure. And they're like, ah, oh, what a good slash you did. Yep. For 18 pages. I like those two characters a little bit more, so it went a little bit higher for me. Oh, what do you have at 16? 16 is where I put Ichigo Keys. Me um, too. It got the it's over boost. And like a- as an ending, I feel like this is about the best Ichigo Key could do. But Yeah, it's just kind of like I kind of saw the writing on the walls when they started just doing time skips uh, like over and over and over again. And now it's like 30 years later from when they started. Like I said, I don't even know anymore with Jump Shonen Jump stuff. I felt that way with Tokyo Demon Bride Story for a long time before it finally... Mm-hmm. got the axe so yeah i don't know either what do you have at number 15 15 is where i put fabricant 100 i still like you know you guys are still monsters for trying to teach this kid how to use his healing factor to fight people without training him how to fight at all um i have cypher academy at 15 mm-hmm. i can read through it i don't think it's particularly good but sometimes it has a thing that i'm like oh that's a good idea i wish that was a i wish this mongo is better so that could be cool <laughs> What do you have at 14? Uh, 14 is where I put Witch Watch. Same. Eh. Yeah, it happened. I don't really remember what happened, Stand but it Stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. What do you have at 13? 13 is where I put My Hero. Did you notice how far in the back My Hero was, and did you read into that at all? A little bit. The The bigger thing I noticed was that we had to open with a, here's where everyone is map. Oh, th- you know what, Kevin? We did do that, but I was like, oh, man, we needed one of these, like, 10 chapters ago. I know, but, like, that's... <laughs> That's concerning because, like you said, we needed that a while ago. And also the fact that your story is literally so confusing right now, you had to put a map of where everyone is because even I can't remember. I don't super mind that. One Piece does it all the time. And I'm never like, oh, man, Odai's so lazy for doing this. Yeah, Uh, but it usually, like you said, it usually hits at the right time of, hey, here's where everyone is. Yeah, there was definitely a, oh, oh, okay, so, okay, no, that makes more sense to me now. 
But mm-hmm. I agree with that. We we definitely needed this earlier, but better late than never. Mm. But I mean, I've been talking about how end of Naruto this is, and I'm exhausted and want it to be done. Yeah, which is really too bad. It is because you know it was one of my it was one of my favorite manga when it was at its peak. At its peak, and it's just kind of like, oh, yep, it's pulling a pulling a Naruto. Maybe it'll pull a Naruto, and the last bit will actually still be really good, but. I don't think it has the rivalry in its back pocket the way Naruto did. No, I don't think it does either. Like, even if Bakugo and Deku were to fight, I wouldn't care as much. Yeah. It has to be something between All Might and Deku, I feel like, and not a fight. I feel like that's the thing it has. Or maybe Shigaraki and Deku, but again, doesn't feel as strong as the Naruto Sasuke stuff. Yeah, yeah. And even then, Naruto, like, its super long war arc, like, because it had built so many characters, had cool bits. Like, the bit where Itachi's like, no, Naruto, you're more his brother than I am. Mm-hmm. That's good. And the part where Naruto's dad shows up mm-hmm. is good. And even the part where the giant space bug appears and Naruto <laughs> and Sasuke get superpowers is like, oh, at least that's something. Or when, <laughs> or the bit where Obito gives Kakashi his eyes, so Kakashi has both of the Sharingan <laughs> eyes and can like both enter and exit from the alternate space. That's see, like, there's some cool shit at the end yes. of Naruto that we aren't getting here. Yep. But like, they kind of think they're giving us, I think, with like what's his name controlling Gigantamachia, but then the, nothing happens because of that. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was like, hey, here's a cool beat. All right, cool. And then he immediately broke free and... Uh, okay. Yeah. Which is all to say I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 13. Okay. Because what's going on, Kevin? Uh, yeah. What do you have at number 12? Uh, that's where I put Black Clover. I like the captain of the Green, Green Mantises, I think, uh, the Slash guy, a little bit. So I kind of liked the beat. Not amazingly so, but... I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And I did like the the moment where he was like, the the one regret I have is I never actually got to cut you, Yami. <laughs> Nothing homoerotic about that. <laughs> where are we? Number 13? 12. 12? I have Fabricant 112. Okay. I mostly agree with you, but I at least think the new girl who is just here now is cute. And so yeah. I got to see a few panels of her. Fair. And that's why it went here. <laughs> what do you got at 11? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, that's where I put my Hero Academia. Okay. So. What do you have at number 10? 10 is where I put the Ichinose family. I was, this This is a good mystery. I'm like wondering exactly what's going on with the grandmother, but I'm like more confused why she kicked him off of the cliff. Alzheimer's the doesn't usually make you a murderer. Yeah. I was like, well, you're in a dream. Although is her, or is her Alzheimer's somehow representative of what he can't remember and him trying to prevent him from remembering things possible so like yeah. it, it's it's in the middle because i'm like that was kind of weird it could be cool later i agree although i have kill blue at 10 okay i could just read detective conan if i wanted to read detective conan mm. there's a lot of it yep uh what do you have at number nine uh nine is where i put mashal mash comes out which is kind of nice but doesn't really do anything when he does come out oh uh, yeah that's where i have each innocent family gotcha so. What do you have at number eight? Eight is where I put Kill Blue. I do like the bulletproof paper bit was kind of funny. And uh, like you said, I like the bit where he's like, I actually really like learning. So he's like, you know, I'm terrible at dealing with kids, but learning is pretty cool. Uh, that's where I have Sakimoto days. Okay. Like I said, not like a terrible chapter, just one where I'm like, I won't remember this in a week. That's fair. Uh, what do you have at seven? Seven is where I put Mishinozakura. I liked it. Uh, that's where I put Mashal. Okay. I like Mash waking up. That panel's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. What do you got at number six? Six is where I put Undead and Unluck. Same. 
It, it was, had a shonen bit. Yeah. It's like I said, it set up some problems and then was like, these are problems. Yep. That was good. What do you get at number five? Five is where I put Tenmaku Cinema. You know, like you said, I, I liked it a lot more than chapter one. And I really like the the dynamic of this going forward. So uh, Five's where I have Mission Yozakura family. Okay. We didn't really talk about the big fight scene in the middle, which is why I put it higher than a bunch of other stuff. Okay. That, and like I said on a bunch of this, it like is just beats. It hasn't really advanced stuff, but mm-hmm. Mission Yozakura family did. Mm-hmm. What do you got at number four? Four is where I put the elusive samurai. You know, this was a, definitely an interesting shift, and I'm interested to see where it's going to go. Oh, that's where I have Blue Box. Okay. Like I said, not Blue Box's best sto- showing, which is still top four. Mm-hmm. What do you got at number three? Three is where I put a kind of Uh is good. I, I like the stuff going on. I'm excited for, you know, round two of the tuning exams. Uh, three is where I have Elusive Samurai. Okay. What do you got? At, what do you got at number two? Two is where I put Sakamoto Days. I just liked the, I liked the bit of Sakamoto jumping the bridge with the motorbike and not just jumping it with the motorbike, but jumping, grabbing like one of the dangling suspension cables, bouncing off of a boat and then making it back to the other side. See, I would have bet you a hundred dollars that happened last week, not this week. I'm not saying you're wrong. I bet you're right. (laughs) Now I would bet you're right, but. (laughs) That's fair. Before then, I have Tenmaku Cinema too. Okay. Like I said, I thought it was a lot better than the first Mm -hmm. chapter, so. What do you got at number one? I have Blue Box at number one because, like I said, I, I Yumika finding him felt more on purpose to me. Like, hey, I've been meaning to thank you because, like, I got back into basketball and um, and have made friends with Chio again because of what you did. So I really wanted to thank you. I got a kind of honesty at one. Okay. I really like the stuff with the voice actress. I really like the direction it's going. And honestly, I thought it was a pretty weak week for Shonen Jump, but Akanabanashi is strong, and I really want to read the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Speaking of next chapters, we have the first chapters of Mashal Magic and Muscles. Is that what it's actually called? Yes, it is. Yep. Volume 1, and we'll talk about that after the break. Uh, so I kind of spoiled it at the beginning, but my thought on that is like, oh, remember when Mashal was this? And like, yep. it's not that different. No. It's more of a Harry Potter parody. There's the whole Quidditch thing. But it's not like not a Harry Potter parody now. It's just way more shonen. Yeah. It also like hasn't figured out its joke structure yet. No, Not one hasn't. person gets suplexed at the end of the chapter in Correct. these first eight chapters. Yep. And Honestly, it's still like currently it still feels like a bit of a Harry Potter parody, but it's like late books Harry Potter where they're completely <laughs> different than early books Harry Potter. I, I mean, it's way more Dragon Ball Shonen. It is uh, parody, I feel. But like it's also that parody that's my favorite where it's a parody of the thing, but is also the thing. Yes. But yeah, you're right. I also did manage to watch the first two episodes of the anime. I have not yet. How are they? Pretty good. So the first episode basically covers chapter one. That's what I'd expect. And then the second one takes you through four, I want to say, where you meet up with Finn. Gotcha. That makes sense. That uh, seems right. Yeah. So you, you meet with Lemon and Finn, and then it, it ends there with him being like, hey, Finn, uh, thanks for being my friend. And Finn being like, uh, what? How, I can imagine how you do this in animation, but it's a super easy joke in writing, and I think probably the best joke in these first eight chapters. How did they do the bit where Lemon is like, I'd only be an, um, an emotional burden to you? And Nash like, you would not be a physical burden. Did they just do like the like clearly it's their thought like effect on the yeah. word? 
Yes. So it's it's like big giant thought bubbles, and hers says like emotional burden, and his says physical burden. Okay. So they just write it out. That's what yeah. you do it to. Well, because I think technically it would like I don't know if in Japanese those are literally different words. Yeah, I don't know either. So that that could also be a language thing. Like, yeah, saying. it might have been a translation thing of. Well, I mean, they're, I wouldn't be a burden to you. That's also not a different word in English. Yeah, but I assume what they both said was literally, I, you know, I'd be such a burden to you. And he says, you wouldn't be a burden to me, but it's just like what they're thinking is. Yeah, and it's possible, but I just meant in Japanese, it might be different. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it might be slightly different. I imagine the joke's the same, and that's why you translate it yeah, that way, though. probably. But yeah, that was pretty good. So I actually thought it was pretty cool. It was the first uh, couple episodes. And yeah, going back to this, I remembered some of the derpy faces people get when he like I feel like that's still going on in Mashal. Like I feel that's still a bit of I think he's visual got, comedy. I think he's got use. better at drawing the derpy faces. Like now what they kind of do is their face like shrinks if that makes any on their head, if that makes any sense. Like that's how he shows people being shocked. You just think the cartooning his, is better now? I think the cartooning is better now. I think he just kind of like picked up on some stuff and was like, oh, like they they look much more cartoonishly other than like their face shrunk. And I had one more thing, I swear. I believe you. It's gone now. Okay. Uh, I have a note of why would they even use locks in a society where everybody uses magic and apparently learning how to to open locks with magic is just a high school freshman level thing. Yeah. (laughs) But that's that's further than I'm supposed to think about the story. Correct. Because, I mean, it's the same thing with, it's the same thing in Harry Potter, where it's like, well... But, but like, muggles could use locks still. Yeah. Like, because they don't... The thing about Harry Potter is nobody knows about wizards, except for yeah, wizards. That's so, that that's kind of how society... Like, there are plenty of problems. There is the, why doesn't everyone just have a fucking gun problem, which is not engaging with the fiction, but also, when you get to, like, World War Two uh, wizard war crimes, yep. does suddenly be like, hey, may- maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea, actually. Yeah, th- yeah, there's definitely a lot of like, um, you know, like, you know, I know you're British and like you don't like guns, but Britain still has an army that has guns. Like, you know, I'm not saying that the wizards wouldn't absolutely overpower them, but like there would be people shooting at them. I don't think we have to tell our fans Harry Potter doesn't hold up. Yes. I did love it as a kid, but it does not hold up. No, I mean, it's, you know, there's always that level of suspension to disbelief in a lot of stuff. And you just kind of like the best ones, you just kind of roll with it. Uh huh. But I've been reading superhero comics since I was fourteen, Kevin. Yep. I know. Yep. Uh, I no, do... that guy. That guy's not dead. Batman didn't just kill that guy. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he just punched him real good. I do love the one. There's someone was talking about uh, the times that Batman has definitely killed somebody, and one of them was like he locked a guy in a room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, KG Beast. Yeah. I mean, Batman's not kill has gone different directions. Like, there's also the Batman Begins, what I don't have to save you, where he definitely killed a guy. Yeah. And I prefer my Batman to be less lethal than that, but there have been, there's been a spectrum. Yeah. There's also the time he literally lasered Rachel Ghoul to death. It's like, fine, he'll probably come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> we, when Robin's like, that, did that you just laser that six, man? <laughs> that man has died six times already, to my knowledge. But yeah. One of the things I do like is when they're doing all the stuff with magic in the beginning and Mashwell's just going, they could be doing this shit with their hands. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like, you know, like, we all have access to magic. And, like, a lot of it is like, that That doesn't seem any easier than just doing it by yourself. Hey, when all you have is a hammer. <laughs> yeah. 
I do. I just I do like that contrast of there's a lot of cool things or there's a lot of stories that will have that of like, you know, magic doesn't fix everything, right? Like just because I have access to magic doesn't make me magically able to solve problems. I still have to apply it like regular things like, yeah, cool. I could lift this thing with my mind or I could pick it up and lift it with my arm. Guess which one takes more energy? Well, if your mash is giant arms. Then- yes. <laughs> But yeah, some of the like faking it with muscle stuff is funny. Like yes. when he makes out Boulder levitate by sticking his thumb in it. Yeah, sticking his thumb in it and picking it up, or like running across the water. I love he intimidates the letters into uh, lining up for him. Or yeah, he, he, uh, he asks them nicely. Yes. Actually, he throws the broom and jumps on it because he can't fly a broom. Yep, and then later he's flying by kicking his legs really hard. Yeah. And I love that uh, he scores, you know, like 50 goals or whatever by uh, boomeranging boomeranging the ball. Well, and like because the ball has some weird shapes on it, it actually makes sense that he could get enough backspin on it to actually get it to do that. Like it's got these like two little like Saturn ring things on it. It's a wizard ball. Yeah. But like, you know, a baseball, there's only like it doesn't matter how fast you spin the thing. It's not going to be able to boomerang back to the pitcher. But that thing could generate enough wind resistance to actually do that. Yeah, I guess. Do you have any final thoughts on this? Because I guess mine are, I remember why we didn't super love Mashal at the start. Because I think it's a rough start. Some of the jokes are pretty decent. but And I'm not saying it's super better now. I feel like some of the stuff that got kind of lost maybe should have been picked up. Like it's maybe too shonen right now. If yeah. I'm being honest, but like there are so many great chapters of Mashal that end with him suplexing it too. Yes. Uh, and we're not there yet. That's true. But I remember even starting to like it. Like it was literally the first chapter we weren't huge fans of. But then when it turned into the Harry Potter parody, we started being like, all right, this is pretty funny. Like you got to collect these coins. And, you know, we've got Albus Dumbledore, you know. Uh, we got Mark Wahlberg is your yes. principal. And just, you know, stuff like that is pretty funny. So. All right. That takes us to personality power level then. What does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank characters from best to worst. At the top, we have Homura Akemi, who could easily fake her way through a magic school. Mm-hmm. At the bottom, we have Koku, who unfortunately, I think, could also fake his way through a magic school. Yeah. Uh, in the middle, we have Tomura Shigaraki, who would not bother. But no. right below him, we have Buggy the Clown. And I just want Buggy the Clown at National now. <laughs> where do you think Mashal goes? Because I don't think he's great. Like, he's no, not think... funny. The suplexes he does are funny. Yeah. He's kind of just a meathead. And, th- like, there's been some cool character moments with him, but a lot of those have been he's so dense that he just, like, you know, completely ignores, like, completely subverts the problem by being so dense. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're g- I'm going to make you face this moral quandary. And I'm just being like, I don't see a quandary at all. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think he's as good as Ichigo from Bleach. Nah. Not as good as Genos from One Punch Man. No. How do you think he compares to Eren from Attack on Titan? I like him more. You like Eren more or you like Mashal more? Mashal more. Probably being a bit harsh on Eren, but uh, Attack on Titan really started to lose me. Uh, I don't think he's as good as Dracul Mihawk. No. Uh, what about Ellen Walker from D. Gray Man? No. Speed of Sound Sonic from One Punch Man? No. Gina Toki from Jintama. Sure, I put him above Jin. All right, so Mash Burn Dead goes at number one hundred thirty-six above Speed of Sa- or above Jintoki Sakuda and below Speed of Sound Sonic. That'll do it for this week. 
next week we're going to read volume one of Hell's Paradise, and maybe I will have fi- watched the anime by then. Mm-hmm. I've, I've ha- There's so much anime I need to watch, Kevin. And also the 30th anniversary Power Rangers special that came out today, and the last two episodes of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And, and comics from 1971, the most important thing to watch. I'm apprehensive to watch the rest of Mandalorian because I haven't watched Boba Fett, and I've been told that if you haven't watched Boba Fett, a bunch of stuff in Mandalorian don't make doesn't make sense. I feel like that's I feel like all you need to know is he got Grogu back, and they're hanging out again, and Grogu decided to be a Mandalorian instead of a Jedi. Okay. Spoilers. I feel like did, did he get the um, the Naboo starfighter in the Mandalorian? Was that or is that also in Boba? Fett? Okay, you know how his ship was wrecked. Yeah. He went and refurbished a Naboo Starfighter. Okay. And like the droid part is instead like got a dome over it so Grogu can okay. be in there. And I feel like that's actually all you. I mean, probably, but need like. No. And Boba Fett is bad, Kevin. M- season three of Mandalorian has not been great, but mm-hmm. Boba Fett was bad. Yeah. Um, Except for all the times where he it looked like they were literally just going to make him Zordon because he had four color coded teenagers that were working for him, and he spent half of that in a back to tube looking all old. And I'm like, are they just going to make Boba Fett Zordon? Because I might be here for that. <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> Look, it seemed very close. Um, so yeah, ne- that Hell's Paradise next yep. week. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against Wind's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out past episodes, as well as my other podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everybody. Gotta stop.